Section six of the American Postal Service, second edition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The American Postal Service, second edition by Louis Melius. Chapter four Special Articles on Postal Subjects, Part one the american postal system the genius of the american postal system is found in the harmonious cooperation of its several parts in direction and in operation wise policy and purpose as seen in the formulation of plans with willing assistance in operation to render such plans effective the postmaster general directs the policy the bureau heads execute what is determined upon and the benefit or failure is seen in practical administration all alike share in achievement the mind that conceives the heads that direct and the force upon whose faithful and intelligent effort the outcome depends a form of government democratic in all its parts and tendencies requires fidelity and patriotic purpose in performance from every one to whom any trust is committed and in every successful accomplishment of any given plan or purpose the measure of success is always in proportion to the interest taken or the industry with which such plan or purpose is pursued loyalty alike to administrative endeavor or the public welfare is imperatively required and unless this is faithfully and ungrudgingly given no plan can succeed even the best devised must surely fail there is such a thing as patriotic devotion to public duty and no man is fit to hold an office of trust no matter how small it may be who does not consider this as an obligation to be met and honestly discharged if any one thing has contributed to make our postal establishment prosperous and great it is the conscious acceptance of the full meaning of such an obligation this has distinguished americans in all public employment emphasizing the stirring words of lord nelson england's great naval commander whose injunction to patriotic response upon a memorable occasion deserves to be remembered in civil life as well for loyalty and patriotism are as much in accord there as much demanded in ordinary civil functions as in the more heroic but not less honorable and useful pursuit common to our national life considerate treatment for newspaper mail when general gresham was postmaster general in president arthur's administration the washington correspondent of the louisville courier journal complained to him about the non-delivery of newspapers mailed by private individuals what do you think is the reason asked general gresham i attribute the failure said the correspondent to the carelessness of post-office officials a newspaper in their mind is a very small thing and it is handled accordingly if the address is the least unintelligible no effort is made to decipher it and it is tossed on the floor and if the wrapper happens to be torn it shares the same fate and i believe that newspapers are often torn open and read without any conscientious scruples whatever i am glad you told me about the alleged carelessness that exists in post offices in the country said general gresham i shall give the matter prompt attention if i cannot work out a reform in that respect i would remove a postmaster for breaking the wrapper of a newspaper or making away with it as quick as i would if he had torn open a letter one is as sacred as the other bureau of engraving and printing stamp manufacture 
the bureau of engraving and printing in which all the postage stamps used by the government are manufactured is a wonderful institution every way every known appliance and all that the mechanical skill and ingenuity of the director hon joseph e ralph and his very capable expert and designer mr b r stickney could devise have been brought into requisition for the purposes the bureau is intended to serve the various operations required in printing postage stamps alone of which such enormous quantities are annually required would seem a great undertaking but when to this is added the printing of all the paper money bonds and securities used by the government the magnitude of the task may be understood between four and five thousand people find employment within the bureau the greatest establishment of its kind in the world thousands of visitors annually witness the wonders therein displayed and come away impressed with the marvels they have seen in the adaption of means to a definite purpose the care and comfort of the employees is a matter of deep concern to the director and every possible method of providing for both by approved means of sanitation and ventilation is availed of the air is washed and strained to cleanse it of all impurities and full hospital provision made for those who may need medical care and attention nothing seems to have been forgotten or overlooked in this most wonderful of all government establishments and the result is that under favorable working conditions the utmost that may be expected is fully realized the ordinary postage stamps are in denominations of from one cent to one dollar and of nineteen kinds the output is forty million daily or something like thirteen billions per annum with a face value in nineteen fifteen of two hundred and twenty one million eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars they are printed in sheets of four hundred each which are divided and subdivided until the sheet contains one hundred stamps in which amount they are sent to the post offices for public use the various processes used in manufacture the printing gumming and perforating are separately performed on the sheets of stamps those intended for slot machines are printed and perfected on a rotary press which performs all the operations at once this press the invention of mr stickney after seven years of labor will save sixty-five per cent of the cost of printing stamps per annum or two hundred and eighty thousand dollars and will completely revolutionize stamp printing from intaglio plates it combines twenty-three operations in one it prints gums and perforates the stamps cuts them into sections of one hundred stamps each or will finish the stamps in coils of five hundred and one thousand stamps per coil it turns out the finished product ready for shipment to the postmasters of the country as an object lesson to further show the tremendous proportions of this postage stamp industry it may be stated that the daily output would cover approximately eight acres of land if laid flat or make a chain of stamps seven hundred and three miles long if laid end to end the sheets of one hundred stamps each sent to post offices in nineteen fifteen piled up upon another would make a shaft over six miles high and placed end to end would make a strip over sixteen thousand miles long and as there are ten rows of stamps on each sheet a strip of single stamps would be more than one hundred sixty thousand miles long enough to girdle the earth six times with something over the paper required to print these stamps for the year 1915 amounted to one million two hundred thousand pounds and to make this paper and to obtain this amount thirty five thousand spruce trees were ground to a pulp 
converted into lumber this would have built fifty houses complete the amount of ink required was six hundred and seventy thousand pounds when the post office inspectors unannounced visited the bureau at the close of the fiscal year of nineteen fifteen to check up the accounts they were found correct to the last one cent stamp a high compliment to the excellent accounting system in practice at that institution orders for stamps are received daily from the office of the third assistant postmaster general and shipped by the bureau post office inspectors the division of post office inspectors is in many ways one of the most interesting in the postal service the duties are varied and of a special importance as the post office inspector when on duty for the department is the official representative of the postmaster general and clothed with all due official authority the purpose of such officials is to have ready at hand reliable men for confidential work unusual capacity is required tact judgment patience and courage the duties of an inspector are not measured by the ordinary hours of employment but depend altogether upon the nature of the work he is called upon to perform day and night in successive order being synonymous terms when a special service is required complaints are generally the basis of inquiry and operation but the scope of duties takes a wide range involving special work of any kind and in any direction irregularities in the service form the principal basis of complaints but violations of postal laws frauds and depredations upon the mails furnish a proportionate share the inspectors are assigned to duty in geographical divisions of the country under an inspector in charge with the chief inspector at washington in general control as a rule inspectors do duty in their divisions but under the orders of the postmaster general they may be sent anywhere they are expected to be familiar with the postal laws and regulations and conduct their inquiries in accordance therewith the division is directly under the postmaster general and in the classified civil service and the selections made for this important service represent men of intelligence and integrity volumes could be written of the strategy employed and methods pursued in tracing criminal operations the more agreeable duties however require an equal amount of skill though attended with less danger and difficulty the force of inspectors has been largely increased in recent years because of postal growth and development in all directions the railway mail service the railway mail service of the united states the most splendid of all the branches of the postal service owes its origin to hon s r hobby of new york first assistant postmaster general in the administration of president jackson upon his return from europe in eighteen forty seven he made a report to the department giving his impression of the travelling post office in england the department was then struggling with many difficulties in the distribution and bagging of the mails and one plan after another was tried but with indifferent success finally judge holt postmaster-general in eighteen sixty two determined to try the english system and the first railway post-office was introduced in the postal service of the country 
the overland mails were then carried by stage-coaches from the west side of the missouri river to california and the immense accumulation of mail matter at st louis missouri destined for the pacific coast and the intermediate states induced the postmaster-general to establish the first railway post-office on the hannibal and st joseph railroad quincy illinois to st joseph missouri the pioneer road in railway mail service history the growth of the railway mail service has been marvelous and its achievements unequaled in modern progressive development three thousand five hundred railroad mail routes aggregating five hundred and two million nine hundred and thirty seven thousand three hundred fifty nine miles of service and employing nearly nineteen thousand postal clerks and supervisors with salaries amounting to over twenty six million dollars attest the strength and greatness of this magnificent arm of the postal service of the fourteen billion three hundred sixty nine million five hundred and eighty two thousand five hundred ninety six pieces of mail matter distributed and redistributed during the past year fourteen billion three hundred sixty seven million three hundred twenty five thousand four hundred twenty six pieces or ninety nine point nine eight four per cent were handled correctly a record which should be a matter of pride to every man who wears the badge of the r m s the fifteen divisions in which the whole service is divided each complete in itself but responsive to central control and direction in washington has brought the system to such a state of perfection that but little remains for further experiment End of section six.